Sing for joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Lift up the song. Play the tambourine, the melodious lyre, and the harp. Blow the horn on the day of our feast, and during the new moon, and during the full moon. I read that psalm yesterday, but I wanted to read it again today, because it is just full of joy. And I wanted us to also just to, again this morning, as we're getting ready for the day, to get ready for the day with joyful celebration of who God is and who we are in Christ. We are, or should be, the most joyful people on the planet. So as, as we awakened this morning, are we feeling the joy? Are we experiencing the joy that we have in Christ? Are we looking forward with joy to the day? Knowing that there will be challenges, but in Christ there is always joy. Good morning, IBCM, and welcome to the new day, and welcome to our morning devotional together. Glad you're here, and I look forward to this time every day. I enjoy spending time with you in God's Word each morning. Well, today we're going to be uh, going back to Proverbs again, and we're in chapter 9 today. We're going to look at chapter 9 and a little bit differently. We're going to, uh, we're going to read uh, verses, let me turn the page, we're going to be, read verses 1 to 9, and then we're going to look at verses 13 to 18 today, and then we're going to come back tomorrow and look at verses 10 to 12. I know that may not make sense, but it makes sense to me, and uh, I think you'll you'll see where we're going with that. You know, our our theme for the week is wisdom. Uh, chapters eight and nine in Proverbs present wisdom, personify wisdom as a a wise woman, and uh, who speaks, who invites. And today, here's the thought that comes to my mind as I read. As I read this chapter this morning, what came to my mind was this thought. Yesterday, we looked at the connection between wisdom and creation, and that was very intriguing to me, very interesting to me. Today, it's just as interesting and intriguing to see this theme. So here's the thought that I'm thinking about this uh, chapter in Proverbs 9. Wisdom is a splendid feast that has no equal. Wisdom is a splendid, delicious, masarap, a delicious feast that has no equal. So let me pray, and then we'll read and talk about what God is teaching us in these Proverbs. Father, thank you for this new day. How wonderful it is to arise from our sleep with the joy of knowing you and arising to your presence. Thank you, God, for revealing yourself to us. Thank you, God, for inviting us into this deep, intimate fellowship and relationship that we have with you. We thank you, God, that as we gather together this morning and think, meditate on your word, that your Holy Spirit is going to prepare us for the day that we will live for you with great joy. And so, Lord, we're, we're depending, we're relying on your Spirit to teach us now as we read and meditate on uh, this passage from Proverbs 9. And we thank you for that, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Proverbs 9, starting at verse 1, and I think uh, you'll see 
in about four or five verses why I'm thinking that wisdom is a splendid feast that has no equal. Verse 1, wisdom has built her house. She has carved out her seven pillars. She has prepared her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her female servants. She calls out from the highest points of the city. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. To the one who lacks sense, she says, Come, eat my bread and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave inexperience behind and you will live. Pursue the way of understanding. The one who corrects a mocker will bring abuse upon himself. The one who rebukes the wicked will get hurt. Don't rebuke a mocker or he will hate you. Rebuke the wise and he will love you. Instruct the wise and he will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and he will learn more. Now let's skip down to verse 13. Folly is a rowdy woman. She is gullible and knows nothing. She sits by the doorway of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling to those who pass by, who go straight ahead on their paths. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. To the one who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten secretly is tasty. But he doesn't know that the departed spirits are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol, the word of God. Now, again, wisdom, God's wisdom is a splendid, delicious feast that has no equal. And I think you saw why I read verses 1 to 9 and then verses 13 to the end, because it gives us a comparison between the feast of wisdom and the deception of folly. Folly is the opposite of wisdom. So what does this passage reveal to us about God and his wisdom? Here's a few thoughts. God's wisdom is complete. I think that's what Solomon meant when he described wisdom as building a house with seven pillars. The word seven is, uh, as you know, is a symbol or a metaphor for completeness. And typically, in that day and time, in that culture, uh, when they wanted to build a, a large hall, a large building that was that was spacious, they would build it with seven seven pillars. In fact, I saw a photograph of an ancient um, building in Luxor that that was built with seven pillars. That makes the entryway very wide. So not only is God's wisdom complete, it has room for all. Now remember we noted, I think it was yesterday, that in that Greco-Roman culture, in the, in our, well it wasn't a Greco-Roman culture, in this, in this ancient culture, they believed that wisdom was only for the elite, only for those who are well-educated. But here, wisdom, God's wisdom, calls out to all. There is plenty of space God's wisdom is complete. God's wisdom is for all. Notice that wisdom calls out from the highest point of the city so that all the people in the city can hear the invitation. So the invitation goes out to all to attend and to dine on the feast. 
The table has been set. Wisdom sets a table, and there's room for all of us at the banquet feast. That is, that's a good God. God invites every person to feast on His Word, to feast on the table that He has set, where we can find wisdom. And, and then we, when we go to, go to verses 4, 5, and 6, you see the invitation is, is, is an, uh, announced again. Whoever is inexperienced, so those who lack wisdom, who lack sense, common sense, she says, come, eat my bread, drink my wine, leave inexperience behind, and you will live. So that's a good God who calls all of us to feast on his wisdom and to find life. Now, here's, here's how this equips me for my relationship with God. God's wisdom offers me the opportunity to experience transformation. And here's what I was thinking this morning. As I was meditating on this passage, since we're talking about a feast, a banquet, the, the thought came to me, and I'm going to, here's some, here's some transparency. I'm going to be transparent and honest with you this morning. All right, you ready for this? I love to eat. I bet that doesn't shock you. Those of you who know me, <laughs> you weren't shocked. I love food. I love to eat. Unfortunately, sometimes we're tempted to eat the wrong food, correct? Especially, you know, those of us who were raised in the uh, southern culture of the United States, that we, we were raised to eat, you know, what we call country cooking, southern cooking, and and it's not always very healthy. In fact, the, the typical country cooking uses um, a lot of salt or depending on the, the food, a, a lot of, maybe a lot of sugar and, and a lot of fat. Fat and salt or sugar is used to, to flavor the food. And though it tastes good, in fact, here's another confession. We ate the last couple of days, we, we've, we've feasted on some southern country cooking and it sure tasted good but I sure felt guilty after I ate it because I knew it was not healthy food you know here's here's the here's the here's the transition into what God is talking to us about talking about to us in this passage if we're not careful we can become addicted to the world's feast follies feast and, and, and just like unhealthy food can be very addictive, so can the world's wisdom become very addictive and it's very unhealthy. And in order for me to gain wisdom, I have to have my taste buds changed. I have to, I have to change my appetite. I need a new appetite. I need a new diet. And that's what God is inviting us to here, to taste His wisdom and once i taste the exquisite cuisine of god's wisdom i will never again hunger and thirst for foolishness and that's the power of god's word now notice that in verses 13 to 18 we see almost the exact same invitation right uh folly is personified and she is seated at the highest point of the city calling out. 
So it's, it's, it's the same kind of in, invitation, but it's not the same cuisine, and it's not the same results. Notice the cuisine is stolen water and secret bread. And notice the result, death. So wisdom's feast is life and understanding. Folly's feast is loneliness and death. Now let me ask you, which do you prefer? Me too. I prefer life and understanding. I prefer spiritual health. And so here's how I apply this to my life. I need discernment. I really need discernment because both wisdom and folly are calling out to me. God's wisdom and the world's folly is crying out to me, in, inviting me to taste their food. And so I really need discernment. I need to leave behind unhealthy food in experience. I need to leave behind folly. I need new taste buds. So I need discernment. I need my appetite, my spiritual taste buds to be changed, to be transformed, so I have a hunger and a thirst and a taste for the wisdom of God. Now, before we go, I, I as I was meditating on this, these verses from Proverbs, uh, something else came to mind. And what came to mind is a parable that Jesus taught in Luke 15. I'm going to read it to you. So I'm going to read Luke 15, verses 16 to 24. And I think you'll see the similarities. I think you'll see why this came to my mind. Jesus told them this parable. A man was giving a large banquet and invited many. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who were invited, Come, because everything is ready. The table was set. But without exception, they all began to make excuses. The first one said, I bought a field and I have to go out and see it. I ask you to excuse me. Another one said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. Will you please excuse me? Another said, I just got married and therefore I'm not able to come. So the servant came back and reported these things to his master. Then in anger, the master of the house told his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the city and bring in the poor, the maimed, the blind, and the lame. Master, the servant said, What you ordered has already been done and there's still room. Then the master told the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, not one of those people who were invited will enjoy my banquet. God is calling out to us. God's wisdom, like a wise woman, is beckoning us, calling out to us, inviting us to come in and enjoy His feast. It's time for all of us to quit making excuses. It's time for all of us to put away folly. It's time for all of us to pray this prayer. Holy Spirit, please give me an appetite for your wisdom feast. Give me the courage and the faith to turn aside from folly 
and pursue your wisdom. So I'm praying today that as we step out into the world, that we will taste and see that the Lord is good and that throughout the day, we will be feasting on God's wisdom. So let's take some snacks with us. Let's take some morsels of God's wisdom with us. Let's tuck those away in our mind. Let's memorize scripture so that during the day, we can have a taste of God's wisdom, God's word, God's will for our lives. Because God's wisdom is a delicious, splendid feast that has no equal. Amen. Well, God bless you and have a great day. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for this delicious word that you have fed us this morning. And we pray that we will take it with us out into the world as we live, as we work, as we play, as we shop, whatever our activities are today. And quite honestly, there may not be many activities outside the house today because we're under ECQ in Manila. But whatever our activities are today, Lord, remind us of this feast that you invite us to taste. And let us leave behind the world's folly and pursue your wisdom. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for setting the table. Thank you for allowing us to come into your big spacious room and feast with you. That's just amazing. Thank you, God. And I pray that you'll continue to keep us healthy. We pray, God, as we do every day, that you will bring an end to this terrible pandemic. But in the meantime, I pray that you will draw us near to your heart and that our faith will be built and encouraged and strengthened. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, again, today we're praying for you. And we're praying that uh, you'll have a great day in the Lord today. God bless you. And I will see you in the morning.